Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Tax Industry Talk podcast sponsored by Sigma Tax Pro. This is the podcast where we bring the tax industry together. I'm your host, Ian Gardner, and today our guest is Brady Levens. He's the Sales and Operations Director at Protection Plus. We're going to be talking today about audit assistance. We're going to break down how it works and how you can earn more revenue by offering it, why it's a benefit to your clients. Now, one quick housekeeping note. If you are listening to this before September 12th and you're planning to be at the IRS Forum in Orlando, be sure to stop by the Tax Pro VIP Lounge from 11 to 1 in the Coral Springs 2 room. That's going to be upstairs and across from the Exhibitor Hall. That's sponsored by Sigma Tax Pro, and it's going to be a really cool event. There's going to be snacks and refreshments. Uh, there's going to be a prize wheel where you can enter to win uh, an iPad, a pair of Beats headphones, an Amazon Alexa, really going all out. It's also going to be an awesome chance to meet other tax professionals and expand your network. Uh, it's an exclusive event for members of the Tax Pro VIP Facebook group. So make sure you're a member, or if you have to, you can join at the door, but you probably want to get in there and, and get working. If you pre-register, you'll also automatically qualify for a a free door prize. So you want to make sure you get that too. You can find the group on Facebook by searching TaxProVIP. And basically what that is, is it's an online group where you can connect with other professionals from the software and banking side of things, as well as the TaxPro side of things. So you get the industry folks that are helping you throughout the year, as well as your peers who you can learn from and you know, find out what's working for them in their neighborhoods, like we talk about all the time on here, connect with people, network with people, learn more together. Uh, it's basically a direct line to all the help you could possibly need when you are starting or growing your tax business, which everybody is at some point. Now, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at taxindustrytalk at gmail.com, or you can just find us on all social media by searching Tax Industry Talk. Now that all that's out of the way, let's go ahead and dive right into our interview. All right. Hey, Brady. So I just want to first start off by saying thanks for being on the show today with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ian. I mean, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Uh, I'd like to start with a little bit of history of how you got into the industry. So if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it was it was a little bit of an accident. I, uh, I actually worked in a field that was a little related. Um, I worked in immigration forms. Um, you know, there are quite a few forms similar to taxes, folks that are coming into the country, whether they're uh, on a visa, um, they're trying to become a citizen. There are a lot of different paths uh, to stay in the U.S., either for a period of time or forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I worked with some software that provided assistance with immigration forms. I mean, actually what happened is there were a lot of tax professionals that, that started offering some help with immigration forms as an ancillary benefit. Mm-hmm. And so you know, getting into that, I, I learned some about taxes. I learned some about tax professionals. You know, we had quite a few big clients that, that were tax professionals that also did some immigration work with us. And uh, that's what, what got me into taxes initially. Um, and then with Protection Plus, where I am now, you know, I, it was kind of a natural transition. Um, it, it's still just as immigration forms were, you know, an ancillary benefit, a, an additional benefit that tax professionals could offer to their clients. Um, audit assistance or audit protection mm-hmm. uh, was another one of those that, that's very similar. I mean, it fits even more closely with the tax professional sure. than the immigration forms did. Um, it was a pretty natural transition, you know, over from doing immigration forms to doing audit protection uh, mm-hmm. just because of the similarities and the, and the same kinds of clients that, that we're dealing with regularly. Awesome. 
So that kind of transitions us nicely into the next question I got for you, which is, what exactly is audit protection? Because we know it doesn't protect you from an audit. Uh-huh. So what exactly does it do? Yeah, and that's a it's a great place to start. <laughs> and I, I honestly, I like to call it audit defense or audit assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just like you said, there's there's not a company out there that can protect you from getting an audit from the IRS or from a state. Uh, you know, there are government agencies that have the ability and have the power to to audit who they wish. Um, and, and sometimes they have a reason for auditing someone. Uh, but a lot of times, too, they also audit and send inquiries at random. Mm-hmm. You know, they do checkups the same way, you know, a normal, normal company might do, you know, sure. where they do a random audit to see how they're doing. Right, you know, same way a lot of our uh, do. bank product partners do. They just choose mm-hmm. a random exactly. and audit a certain percent. Right, you know, and, that, and that's why I really try to say audit defense or audit assistance because we talk about what we do, you know, as as a company like that. That's really what we're doing. We're defending a taxpayer, um, you know, or, or an ERO and assisting mm-hmm. them with whatever we can to provide the most favorable resolution in front of the IRS or in front of a state. Um you know, because again, you know, we talked about nobody can control whether or not we get a letter uh, from them. But what we can do is when that letter comes in, make sure that we're prepared to provide the best service, you know, in that unique situation. Because every situation is a little different. Um, you know, some might take a lot of work, some might take a little work, you know, and they all take a unique approach to make sure that that person finds the best outcome for their particular situation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what exactly, uh, what situations would this cover? And then also, what doesn't it cover? Yeah, and that's a good question. And I think to start, I, I want to explain the difference because where a lot of people get confused um, is the difference between the assistance part you know, of audit protection um, and, and also the guarantee that's included mm-hmm. with a lot of audit protection services because there's really two parts uh, you know, a lot of folks get hung up and they get stuck on the guarantee portion. And so, you know, what that is, is, you know, with Protection Plus and with most audit assistance programs, there's a guarantee provided on the tax professional's work. Uh, so if that tax professional was to make some kind of mistake during the preparation of a return, which I know, you know, no tax professionals make mistakes, but in that <laughs> rare event that, that that one did, you know, it provides some monetary compensation um, to make sure that that client is, you know, it, it does not suffer because of a, you know, an honest mistake made by a tax professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I like to separate that um, from the audit assistance part of it uh, because there really are two separate benefits. You know, with most programs, they've got that guarantee on the professional's work, but they've also got on the other side, you know, a full, a full realm of assistance, you know, to help someone through a tax problem. Um, whether or not there was anything done um, incorrectly on their return or not. You know, most situations that we deal with, I'd probably say more than 95% of the situations that we deal with every day, there was nothing done incorrectly on the tax return. Um, but still, the IRS or the state taxing authority is looking into it and you know, trying to figure out some more of what's going on. Right. Well, um, and so when I talk about... And an audit, cover, too, is, is not necessarily uh-huh. that something was done wrong at all. It's really just double-checking. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that's exactly right. You know, in most cases, um, there's nothing wrong with the tax return. Um, but the IRS wants to see it. You know, they want to say, okay, how did you get here? You know, they want to go through the steps that, that we went through when we right. prepared the return. Prove it. Uh-huh. And so when we talk about what, what we cover, um, you know, it covers tax problems. 
And so whether that's, you know, a tax problem where they, the taxpayer owes additional money to the IRS, um, it could be a tax problem where, you know, the taxpayer is, is being asked to provide some additional documentation to prove what was on their tax return. Um, you know, it may be related to a credit that they've claimed, you know, and mm-hmm. again, the IRS wants to say, okay, how are you, how are you claiming that credit? You know, we see that you've put it on there, but can you show us why you're eligible uh, for something like that? Mm-hmm. And so it covers a really a wide range of situations from, I mean, a letter as simple as a CP2000, you know, where there's just a, a mismatch in reporting of income, mm-hmm. you know, all the way up to full-blown audits where the IRS wants to come in and examine every single line on the return, you know, and they want to see supporting information for each of those lines. Um, so really a wide range of issues uh, that it covers in most circumstances. Cool. So, and that's, that's worth noting too, is that it's not just the, because what happens, uh, what I hear a lot is people say to me, hey, uh, if I sell this audit protection, really what I'm saying to my customers and audit assistance, let's call it, really what I'm saying to my customers is that I don't stand behind my work. And what you're saying is really that there's a lot of audits that are just random. It's not it's not uh, not necessarily random, but it has nothing to do with the quality of the tax preparer's work. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Something and that I do a people need to explain. I do to their a customers. seminar on on IRS red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one of the things that we talk about is, you know, the IRS what when they do purposeful audits and they send purposeful letters, what they're looking for are things that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things that might not be normal, you know, so if someone falls outside of average, mm-hmm. um, in one section or multiple sections on their tax return, you know, those are the kinds of things that the IRS and that states also look for, you know, when they're looking through those returns. I um, mean, and these days, the way that they've done it is, you know, they actually have computer algorithms that, that do all of that, you know, almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rarely is it these days that there's a person that actually looks through the tax return uh, before that letter is sent out. Sure. You know, and so more and more these days, it, it is more of a, you know, either something like that where a computer's looking at it and making a determination that, you know, we want some more information, um, or just like we talked about before, it's a random um, type of audit where, you know, they, they're trying to do their due diligence, make sure that folks are doing a good job preparing tax returns and that the, the rules and the, the system they've put into place um, is working, you know, that it's clear the instructions that they've given for for different tax debt sections that return. Right. And just like any algorithm, they're probably constantly working on it and tweaking it themselves because the IRS is notoriously, you know, under budgeted and understaffed mm-hmm. and overworked. They're not trying to do any more work than they have to. They're not trying to right. audit any more people that don't matter than they have to. So yep. this is and all a, a work in progress. Yeah, it is. And you can, you know, if you look at the numbers of, of audits, it's very interesting to look at because the actual number of audits has increased in the last the last years. Um, but when you look at the types of audits, you know it's it's curious to see the difference in things like face to face audits versus correspondence audits. You know, and and what you get into the difference of there are, you know, the the correspondence audits. Those are the ones where the computers looked at something and said, "Hey, this looks interesting." You know, can you show me how you got here? Mm-hmm. Um, versus those face to face audits. Those you know, in-depth ones where you have to go to the office, um, you know, that a lot of people get so scared of. Mm-hmm. And really those have decreased, um, you know, because they are, just like you said, they're understaffed and under-budgeted. And a lot of the way they get those letters out these days, you know, is through automated 
automated processes that they've built. Mm -hmm. And those letters too, even the letters, I think, scare a lot of people. And, and that's one thing I talk to my customers about is, and you'd probably know the stats better on this one, but I know a, a very high percentage of taxpayers claiming the earned income credit received some type of verification letter. Mm-hmm. And that's a very simple letter. It's a very simple response. It's not that you did anything wrong. It shouldn't be that scary. But a lot of people have that gut reaction that, oh my gosh, I'm getting audited by the IRS. I'm going to run and hide, right? And yep. I think it's a common reaction to a lot of tax problems. It's just to, I'll hide and this will go away, which obviously that's the, the wrong thing to do. And some type of audit assistance program is a great way to say, hey, You've got a friend. Uh, if if something happens, you can just you, you have a, a team of people that are going to help you through this, even if it's just a simple verification audit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can just tack that on. So it's that's another reason that, that people shouldn't a shouldn't be scared, and b they have that backup. Yeah, and that's what I I love to talk about is you know if you partner with some kind of audit assistance program. You've got not just a friend, but you've got a team of experts, mm-hmm. you know, ready to help you. You know, you think about a, an average tax office. I mean, even someone that does a couple hundred tax returns a year, it's unlikely that they'll get more than, you know, twenty-five or thirty letters mm-hmm. in a in a given year. And and most folks won't even get that from yeah, from high. the taxpayers that they get. Um, you know, and so you think about that, and well, you know, maybe you know an average tax professional has some letters that they deal with every year. You know, maybe a couple of the same, but but some different ones. Um, you know, they have a limited amount of experience mm-hmm. with dealing with those letters. You know, one of the great things about having a partnership with some kind of audit assistance program is that you've got you know a team of folks that instead of working on you know maybe twenty or twenty five letters, um, you know, or not even that many a year, you've got folks that are working with thousands and tens of thousands of letters mm-hmm. um, every year. I mean, and that experience to have that behind what you do is it's it's extremely important um, you know it provides a a level of service and a level of quality that an individual tax office couldn't provide on their own you know right. just again because of the the size and the scalability that you know that a, a company that only handles audits um, you know the way that they're able to do that and the experience they're able to have right well if, um, if you relate this to like you know buying a car right mm-hmm. you buy a car and you it comes with a warranty well, that warranty mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that the car is going to break down. Right. Right. So you're still standing behind that car. And to take that one step further, the same guy that sells you that car is not going to be the guy that fixes it. And mm-hmm. that's not a tarnish on the guy who sells its record. And it's not a tarnish on the guy who fixes its record. Mm-hmm. They're just separate things. And you can't expect one guy to be an expert on both sides of that. Right. Yeah. And Ian, it's funny you, you bring up that example because that's one of my favorite examples to talk about I is, stole a, it from is a you. car. Um, <laughs> And I've never even talked about that, so that was that was pretty good. But you're exactly right. You know, when you get when you buy a car, you want a warranty on that car. You know, and you you buy a car that has a, a better warranty. Mm-hmm. You know, because you feel more confident in that program, and and that's the way that you know a lot of tax professionals look at audit assistance already. And I and I hope that more begin to. Um, you know, for taxpayers, their taxes are often their biggest expenditure or, you know, single set of income each year, you know, depending on where they fall in the income brackets and how much tax they're paying or what kind of refund they're getting. Mm -hmm. And that can 
that tax either throughout the year or that one-time check, that can be an extraordinary lump sum um, that makes a very big difference, a very big impact in the taxpayer's yeah. life. Uh, and so you know, you think about something like that, and you want to make sure dealing in a situation like that, you have you know, the best assistance that you can have, you know, that you feel as confident as you can in, in what you've done and in what you um, have assistance with. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you know, I try to stress to people is that just the same way with a car, you want to make sure that you're covered in the event that you, you don't have to have anything to worry about. You, know, you do your taxes, you don't want to have to have anything to worry about. Um, and we try to talk about that same thing when we talk about audit assistance. Definitely. Now, that's what the program does. That's what the package does for the taxpayer. But another big deal around audit assistance is how it benefits the tax preparer and specifically financially. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about that and, and how you position it and how you, you hear tax offices positioning it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, that's a big thing because you're right. Although all tax offices do want to help their clients, products work best if it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and certainly with audit assistance, there's financial incentive for a tax professional. You know, they can, they can do other things like save time and provide some extra services to their clients, but that financial incentive can be huge, mm-hmm. um, you know, for a tax professional. And so the way that we've positioned our program is we have a, a base price, uh, you know, that, that is our price, and then because we know that all tax professionals are different, you know, they have different base rates for their tax charges, different complexity of returns, uh, we allow tax professionals to choose on top of our base price, you know, what they might want to add, um, you know, the, the type of financial incentive they might want to add for their own business. Uh, and this, you know, creates some good flexibility for a tax office uh, because a lot of them do things like incentivize their employees, um, mm-hmm. You know, and that's a, a way for them to, to do that. You know, they can incentivize their employees with some of that um, that markup. But then they can also use it as a way to really enhance the revenue uh, and increase the revenue that they earn per client. You know, and that's one of the things that we try to get offices to help focus on is not just getting more clients, which is, is great, but increasing the amount of revenue that you earn per client. Um, you know, you've already got those clients there. You know, so to increase the revenue per client is often even easier than, you know, going and adding new clients. Um, you know, and just like you said, that, that financial incentive can be a big thing for tax offices. For sure. Yeah. And especially during such a short window when you Mm -hmm. only have a certain amount of time to, to, to touch these clients and to get them in there, you want to maximize everything you can get out of them and provide a service as well. This is not a one way street. It's not just getting the money from them. But you do. Yeah. Wanna... And that's a that's a good point, because that I mean, we talk about that revenue a lot. I mean, you know, you brought it up. I talk about it a lot. You know, when we talk to tax professionals, it comes up a lot. But the other things that, you know, audit assistance services can really do well for a tax office, they can help save a lot of time. Um, you know, first of all, because anyone that's been through a, a situation with the IRS or with the estate taxing authority knows that those things take time. Um even a, a basic letter to go get some copies of documentation. You have to talk to the client a couple times. I mean, it it can take you know even a simple letter might take three to four hours of your time. Sure. Um, you know, you think about during tax season. 
to try to find three to four hours of time is it's tough. You know, you could yeah. be doing quite a few returns in that amount of time. I mean, that, that time savings is a big thing, but then enhancing the services too. I mean, that's, you know, coming from my background, you know, in immigration forms and where we had tax professionals that were trying to branch out, you know, trying to do new things. Um, you know, I kind of got some experience seeing how valuable it is uh, for tax professionals to do more than one thing, um, you know, to have multiple touch points in their business, you know, when they communicate with their clients. And that's part of what we try to provide to, to those tax offices. And I know, too, from, from my perspective on, you know, more of the software uh, side of it, we talk about shaving off minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I talk about benefits that, that actually just shave off minutes. And those are those are big deals, especially when, like you said, every minute counts, every hour counts. If, if you're going to take a couple of hours to do an audit, think about how many customers that is. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're doing uh, half an hour a piece, three hours, that's six customers that you just lost out on. 200 bucks a right. piece, that's some real revenue. Uh, yeah, and it, and it, the nice thing too, I don't even have to, you know, just like you, you've got to sell some software, right? You've got to, mm-hmm. to charge something. The nice thing about, you know, audit assistance services is there's not a, you know, in most cases, I mean, with us and with most, most services, there's not a dime that's charged to that tax professional. Right. Um, you know, it's a way to reduce that time and save that time at no cost mm-hmm. to an ERO, which is which That's is a great huge. point. Yeah, that's a great point. And if it's not, if you know, if you're not willing to sacrifice the time with your customers, then two or three hours, you're not going to, you know, I hate to get dramatic, but you're not going to tuck your kids in tonight. You're not going to eat mm-hmm. dinner. You're, you know, we all skip meals during tax season. We all lose yep. sleep during tax season. You know, you want to fight for that, those minutes and those hours and get those back. Yeah, and that, that work-life balance is important, you know, and it's hard to manage during tax season. Uh, you know, we, I see it all the time. You know, it's just so hard to manage doing all the things you want to do, um, you know, when there's only that limited window to do it. You know, just like you said, we've got mm-hmm. a couple months to do really all the work that we want to do for the year um, to make all the – or most of the money that we want to make for the year, and that can be a, a pretty stressful thing. Uh, and so any, you know, any time savings, like you said, even those minutes that we're saving with the software are a, are a huge deal. And I know another thing, too, that a lot of tax preparers deal with throughout the year is angry customers. And it's very easy to laugh about them and joke about them in the summer when they're not in your face. But we've all had those customers that rush into the office when I've got a lobby full of people and they say, hey, I'm getting audited. Uh, my joke is always that they go right to you stole my money, mm-hmm. right? They always start off with you stole my money. So instead of having to stop everything you're doing in the office, right? Ignore all the clients that either set an appointment or have been waiting patiently and jump up to help this person. You can just slide right in. Hey, here's the number to call. I, I, I have already set up the, the help for you. This already exists. And, and that in itself, just to you know, take a, an angry person out of your waiting room, it's well worth the, the time and the money just to right. get them and out it, of there. It, no kidding. And, you know, we, it often helps too. You know, you find it when you deal with upset customers that the first person they talk to, um, no matter who that is, they're often going to be very upset with um, if right. they're dealing with a situation that's not they're ideal. They're not looking for a solution. They're just looking to yell at first. Right. But then as soon as they make it to a second person, um, you know, if they make it to a manager, they make it to, to someone else. Mm-hmm. They're able to communicate a lot more clearly about the problem that they have, mm-hmm. you know, and address it in, in a much better way. Um, and so it's a 
it is just like you said, you know, they come into that office, they're mad. They're not, they're not having it. You know, they, they feel like that something's gone terribly wrong and it's unable mm-hmm. to be fixed, you know, and there's no way that they can be satisfied right there at that time. Yep. You know, but then when they talk to that second person, which is, which is often us, um, you know, it's great that we're able to then communicate about, okay, how can we fix this for you? You know, or, or what do we need to do and often calm them down? Because, you know, you mentioned earlier, a lot of those letters, they're not, they're not a big deal. Um, you know, a lot of them are just, Hey, we're still working on this or, Hey, we need you to send us this. Um, but a tax payer who has limited amount of experience, you know, with the taxing authority, it can be pretty frightening, you know, to get a letter like that. Of course. Uh, you know, and you, I always like to think about as a kid, you know, you've got lots of folks that can tell you what to do, but when we get to be an adult, there are a lot fewer people that really have that power over us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the IRS, that's one of them. Uh, <laughs> yes, it and is. And so it can create a, a, a pretty uh, <laughs> sickening feeling for folks when they see, you know, that letterhead that comes in. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good. That's a good point. And also, too, we go back to our earlier point of the tax professional doesn't really do this. For a living, it's a it's a different mm-hmm. thing, so they're not going to be as confident when they talk about this issue. And right. you know, when you have an angry taxpayer, they're looking for confidence. Yeah, one of the things that they can they can smell fear. So if you go in there yelling, screaming, uh, they come in yelling, screaming, and you stutter, or you don't seem like you know exactly what you're saying, that's going to be a big problem, and that's only going to escalate the situation. So to be able to defer that over to you guys who speak the right language very specifically mm-hmm. you speak audit you speak tax preparer you can sound like an authority you can you can convey that authority to them and give them that warm fuzzy feeling that's really going to take the wind out of their sails and then you know they can start to have that dialogue and help themselves and and you guys can get them through that and that's a whole nother thing that i mean, and I've, i know from the software side when i deal with some of our offices that have offices underneath them there'll be times when They'll have an upset sub office and I can just get on the phone and just by saying the right thing, they realize, okay, we're talking to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Let's relax a little bit. You know, we've talked to taxpayers the same way. Let's relax a little bit. This guy sounds like he knows what he's doing. That buys you a little bit of time to start pushing them in the right direction. Yeah. And and one of my favorite circumstances actually is exactly what you're talking about, where someone is, they've had an experience where they feel like they've been wronged. And a lot of times they haven't. Normally it's just a, you know, like we talked about one of those letters where the IRS is checking on things, but they're upset. You know, they're, they're in a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're able to help that client. And one of the things that it often does, which, which I I really love is it creates a better experience um, and a better relationship between that taxpayer and that tax professional, Uh, you know, because they had this problem, but it was able to be solved and that tax professional had a solution for them. Mm Um, you know, it, it reinforces that relationship that the tax professionals built with their client, you know, because it, one of the biggest things that, you know, can have an impact, a positive impact um, on, on customer relations is when there's a problem and it's fixed, you know, and it's, it's really cool for us to be a part of that, you know, with the tax professionals that we partner with to see us be a, a benefit, um, really a strong enhancement to what they do to help keep their clients around to keep their clients satisfied. I mean, it's just very cool to be a part of that, you know, with all the clients that, that we work with. And I try to think of us as an extension, you know, of each tax office that we partner with. Um, you know, not that we're a separate entity, but we're, we're on a team together. You know, us and the ERO, the tax preparer and the, that taxpayer, 
we're on the team together, right. you know, looking for, for the best solution. And that's a, a really cool thing that we get to be a part of all the time. For sure. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that just harkens back to good problem solving, right? Uh, I know even uh, in, you know, disagreements with friends and, and family and coworkers and stuff, you always want to position yourself as not me against you, but me and you against the problem. Mm-hmm. And the stronger, you know, you and I are against this problem, the better chance we have of winning. So why wouldn't I want help on my side? Right. You know, why wouldn't I want people who are good at this? Um, and you said something too that I love, and I, I, I've probably mentioned this in every podcast, but it's worth mentioning again, is I read somewhere, somewhere real smart, maybe Harvard or something like that, that said uh, customers are more loyal if they've had a bad experience with a product that has been handled well, mm-hmm. as opposed to if they've never had a bad experience at all. Right. So every one of these problems is an opportunity, right? So exactly. Y- yes, obviously you want to avoid all the issues you can, but when they do come up, handling it well is paramount and yeah it it is you know even when you got that screaming taxpayer in your office and they're upset and you stole their money um everybody can kind of see hey this person's clearly just upset right so you already get the benefit of the doubt there and then when you were able to step out confidently say you know what i got this not a problem at all let's fix this together that whole waiting room full of people is gonna be real impressed Mm-hmm. And that's going to breed more loyalty throughout your entire organization. You know, if, if you guys just have that great culture of helping people and handling problems well, that's loyalty. Loyalty mm-hmm. breeds, you know, more customers, referrals, you know, word of mouth referrals, which we all know are, you know, the best. Right. Yeah. And I love how you worded that too, that, you know, a problem could be an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've heard you say it like that before. And that's a, you know, we talk about it here. You know, we, you know, we partner with, tens of thousands of, of tax offices around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but not every one of them has, has worked directly with us with a tax problem before. Um, and I, it, it's almost a catch 22 because you never want somebody to have a tax problem. Right. right. Um, but when we have a client that's worked with us, you know, they call us about a tax problem. It's a great opportunity for us to show how valuable we can be to that tax office and that taxpayer. Sure. Um, you know, so it, you know, in the same way when we're talking about an ERO working with their clients, you know, just like you said, they, if they don't have a problem, they'll probably just assume taxes are easy. Mm-hmm. You know, they can go anywhere. You know, the, that loyalty doesn't come into play as much as it otherwise would as if they had a problem, they went back to that tax office and they got it fixed. You know, that's, that's the, the biggest thing in life. I mean, so many folks you see struggle with problems and, and finding ways to fix them. So many businesses struggle with that. And the ones that do it well are the ones that, that you find that grow and that are successful and, and, like you said, have that word of mouth advertising. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I always use the analogy, too, of, uh, or the example of Drake, Drake Software, right? Mm-hmm. Drake Software is notorious for having just incredible customer service, mm-hmm. right? And, and I personally use them as, as the benchmark for our own customer service and, and a lot of other companies. Now, ask yourself, why do you even talk about their customer service? Well, because you've had an issue and they've handled it well. Right. We're not talking about perfect software that works every single time and you never have to call customer service. No, stuff happens, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's not a perfect world. And it's about dealing with those problems and handling it well. That's where your reputation comes from. And, and Drake is an excellent testament to that. Exactly. Yep, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. Now, one other question you mentioned before, 
one question I have for you from something you mentioned before. You talked a little bit about the number of audits and the percentage of audits. Just off the top of your head, only because you know better than I do, roughly how many, how many letters go out, how many audits are done every year? Do you, do you have any idea what the stats are and all that stuff? Well, it's a little hard to give great stats because the way the IRS releases information, um, they generally release information about audits. You know, and we talk about letters from the IRS. You know, there's a couple categories, um, and audits are really just one of them. There are letters that we'll often call inquiries or notices, mm-hmm. uh, which aren't necessarily an audit. You know, the IRS may not be looking into parts of the tax return, but still requires something to be done. You know, you mentioned those those earned, in, earned income credit letters earlier. You know, how they can be pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Some of those things that just ask you to verify a couple things. Um, you know, the IRS doesn't normally consider those as audits, mm-hmm. but, you know, as we all know, they take some work to, to get it fixed. You know, it takes a little bit of work on our end, um, you know, to process those, to make sure that we respond appropriately. And they, they do require a response in most cases. Um, and so the IRS doesn't release statistics on the number of letters that are sent out, which makes it a little difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but generally the, what most folks, it's, it's under 5% still. You know, okay. the number of letters that go out. Um, but it, it tends to fluctuate, you know, somewhere between there and, you know, 1% to 2% would probably be the low end, you know, if we're talking about letters. But again, because we don't have that, they don't release that data as far as, you know, how many letters they just talk about mm-hmm. the number of audits. It's difficult to, to really put a grasp on, on what that is. Right. Well, we classify as an audit. Really, to them, it's just nothing because they do it for a living. Right. That makes sense. Yep. Cool. Thanks for that. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go back to the ancillary products in general, I know you came from immigration forms and now you're working with audit assistance. What's the field as you see it as far as ancillary products go? I know there's a lot of ways to make money. There's a lot of ways to add value to their customers, which is something we talk about all the time is, you know, you have their financial trust, right? The second you hand over your social security number to somebody, you kind of trust them a little bit more. No kidding. So now that you've got this, I understand audit protection's one. What are some other things that people can be offering to their clients that'll help their clients and help the revenue in the office? What, what do you see in there? Yeah, and what I'd like to say first is, you know, and I obviously work in what we call those ancillary benefits field, mm-hmm. and I am a, a very strong um, proponent of of all businesses, you know, finding ways to, to offer additional services to their clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's really two main reasons. And the one, you know, we've talked some about revenue, but that's, that's one of the reasons is revenue. You know, we, I mentioned a little earlier that there's really two ways to increase your revenue. And one of them is to get more clients, you know, more customers. But the other that a lot of folks don't seem to think about as often is to find ways to earn more revenue per client. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but so revenue is one of those things that I talk about with ancillary benefits. But the other is more touch points, and this one isn't maybe as noticeable. But we can go back even to that car example that we had before. Um, and you think about, you know, if you buy a car from somebody, and maybe you go to that body shop that they've got right there for your inspection every year. You know, if you're in a state that requires inspections, mm-hmm. you go to get your oil change you know, from that same dealer every year, um, you know, maybe you had that warranty from them. So you have to talk to them about that warranty a couple mm-hmm. times. You've now had a lot of different touch points with that one organization. Um, 
you're pretty familiar with them. You've probably had to go through a couple problems together and, you know, hopefully find fixes. And because you've had all of those different touch points from them, you're going to be much more loyal to that company in the future than if instead, you know, you go to a, you know, an oil change shop that's down the street and you go there twice. You know, you go there for just an oil change two separate times. You really don't have any loyalty, you know, towards that business. Um, you know, and, and that number of touch points is huge on creating loyalty. And so one of the things that ancillary products can do are create more touch points. You know, instead of just doing someone's tax return, you can provide them with audit assistance. You can do things, you know, you, you talked about what are some other ancillary benefits. A lot of tax offices are providing things like credit repair. Um, you know, some offer insurance programs. Some have, have gotten licensed as insurance agents, uh, offering identity theft programs, um, financial planning. You know, some folks do accounting and bookkeeping services. But all of those different things, you know, if someone comes to you for three or four of those different things, you can be pretty sure that they're going to keep coming for those things. Right. There's uh, the client stickiness. Right. You know, whereas if they just did their taxes with you every year, you know, it, it's much less of a sure thing that they're going to come back next year and do their taxes with you again. Mm -hmm. You know, they may see an ad for somewhere cheaper, um, you know, or somewhere faster where, you know, they're going to get their refund faster and they may go there instead when the reality is, you know, re you really could have done everything um, that they wanted to, you know, but because they didn't have that loyalty, they were more willing to, to switch. Right. And so I love talking though about touch points because that's, it's a, a very strong, um, you know, a, a very strong indicator of whether that client's going to come back to you. Right. And you made a good point too. Multiple touch points. If, um, if all you do is their taxes, then all they care about is how well you do their taxes. Right. And, right. and a lot of that then plays into price. And I hear from <clears> customers <throat> all the time. They say, well, it's very competitive in my area. You know, so my prices have to be the lowest. Well, if you've got them, if you're offering them five, six, seven different services or three or four, whatever it is, then price becomes less of an issue. Right. Which is another wonderful thing when we talk about getting more from the people you've already got. You don't exactly. have to worry about that price game every single year because, yeah, there's always going to be someone down the block cheaper, faster, whatever it is, you know, H&R blocks in every single town and they're doing it for rock bottom prices. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't compete where they are. Change the right. game to your own game and then win at it. Yeah. And that, that revenue per customer is, is big, mm -hmm. you know, you, especially for us in the tax industry, because we've got that limited window of time, right. um, you know, to provide our primary service. You know, we, we've only got so much time for most of our clients to provide that, that tax service. Um, and, and so one of the nice things, too, you think about ancillary benefits, sometimes that can, you know, spread out your season a little bit, um, you know, providing some extra services, mm -hmm. you know, may allow you to earn more revenue per client as well without increasing your staff, um, you know, without increasing, you know, the size of your location, um, you know, and that's something that people struggle with as they try to build more clients, mm -hmm. you know you can only handle so many clients on your own. Um, but, you know, you may be able to handle more with each of those clients if you spread it out better throughout the year. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's, that's part of the reason I, I love those ancillary benefits, especially in the industry that we're in. Yeah. Um, well, and I think a lot of people are trying to go the other way with it too, rather than, I, you know, I think if you're growing too fast and can't handle your clients, that's a good problem to have. Uh, and a lot of people are coming from the other side of it where they say, well, I want to grow. 
You know, mm-hmm. I have I have a nine to five right now, and I do this part time from January to April. But really, I'd love to do, do uh, pardon me to do this year round. I'd right. love to be my own boss, and you know that's that's something we hear all the time: financial freedom. You be your own boss, start your own business, and these ancillary products are a great way to add on to that, and just start buying yourself more of that year. Right. Yeah, keep yourself open all year, hire a staff, grow. And who knows? I mean, it, it, you could start off with tax preparation and end up being a, a full-time insurance salesman. But you you're could. never going to know if you don't start putting your finger in those pies. Right. Yeah, I've seen people move to, to car salesmen. I've seen them mm-hmm. move all over because they got started doing taxes. But right. that's, that's the key is you've got to find, you know, everyone's got a little bit of a niche. You know, they've got, their customers are unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to find the, the types of products that would appeal to the customer base that you have. Um, a lot of times it's easier to market to that customer base that you have than to go create a whole new customer base. You know, so if, if your, your customers don't need accounting and bookkeeping, you know, you may not want to provide accounting and bookkeeping, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe instead that some of them need help with credit repair. You know, maybe that's a a better fit for the customers that you currently have. I mean, so sometimes you've got to be a little flexible and, and do a good job of tailoring um, those benefits to, to the market that you're going after. Most definitely. And I know in my conversation with uh, Carrie Shields in an earlier episode, we talked a lot about that where if you kind of take a step back and look at your market in a more meta sense, right? So not mm-hmm. just wherever you are in the country, but what are some unique factors about your area? And then look around other parts of the country and see where those things are similar, right? So maybe mm-hmm. Atlanta, Georgia, and Chicago, Illinois are very similar, right? Maybe those niches are similar. Mm-hmm. Reach out to someone in Chicago and see what they're doing. You know, reach out to the biggest tax office in Chicago, see what they're doing, and and model yourself after that a little bit and try stuff out that works that way. Yeah, and that's a great idea. You know, especially you, know, you think about a situation like that. Sometimes, uh, you know, a large tax office. If you're in Atlanta, a large tax office in Atlanta may not want to be as forthcoming with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they feel like they're in direct competition. They're a competitor. With you. Yeah, exactly. Right, but but you know, reaching out to someone in a similar place. Um, in a similar position, you know, can be a, a great idea. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in today's world of social media, it's really not that hard. I mean, I, I know uh, it's no secret that I'm a member of a lot of Facebook groups and, and, you know, I try to be very public on social media. And I talk to people from all over the country. I mean, it, all over the world, people, people contact you. So it's really right. very easy to, to reach out there, ask a couple of questions. And it's also easy to ask, even if you get no response. Right. Right. So you can ask 10 different people and if only one responds, no skin off your back for the other nine. Right. Yeah. Just you, you get out there and, and talk to people. And, and I find, too, that people are very willing to share, you know, especially when they've been successful and they see someone else trying to do the same thing they've done. People like to talk about themselves. Find they those do. people and, and chat with them. Yep. Yeah, for sure, man. So the last question I want to ask you, and this is just kind of a fun one. You guys have dealt with a lot of issues, I'm sure, over the years. Can you just give me an example of what the most satisfying problem you've ever had to solve for a customer is? Yeah, and you mentioned you might ask this one, and I I thought about it, and I'm glad that I did. Because we've done, I mean, we've helped so many different people in so many different situations. Um, You know, and the first things I was thinking of were some of the biggest problems that we've helped with. You Mm -hmm. know, folks that had hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes that they owed. You know, situations like that, which, 
have been very rewarding. I mean, to, you know, to be able to help folks in situations like that and dramatically change their lives, Mm -hmm. you know, because the assistance that we've provided is, is one thing. But, you know, I I thought about it a little bit more and, and one example came to mind that I just, I don't know, I can't forget, you know, it's one that I remember. Mm -hmm. We had a a taxpayer that called in uh, and he had a a mother um, that he had started taking care of, you know, about a, about a year before, Uh, you know, she was older, she was having trouble. And so he had, taken her on, you know, as a dependent, you know, to take care of her. Um, and the IRS, you know, he'd claimed that her as a dependent that, that for the first year in the last tax year. And a lot of times, you know, what you see is when the IRS sees something they don't expect, you know, like a new dependent being claimed, mm-hmm. they're going to question it. They're going to look into it. You know, I remember when this fellow called us, he just was, he was so nervous. You know, he was so scared. He was, he was in a little bit of a tough financial situation. Um, you know, and he, he'd never dealt with a problem like this before, you know? And so he called us just very, you know, very scared. And that's a, a pretty normal thing, you know, for folks to call us. Um, but I, I just remember that conversation. He was worried, you know, he wanted to, to know everything that he could. Um, you know, we were able to talk to him and, you know, we ended up talking to him, I, I think probably five or six times in those first two days, um, you know, to just to kind of create some, some calmness, mm-hmm. um, really you know, that confidence it, we talked about. Right. You know, and, and that was great just at the beginning to be able to say, okay, look, you know, we're, we're going to help with this. You know, it's going to be okay. You don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, and through the process, you know, we had to help him gather some, some documents. I mean, the same way, if you have a dependent child, you know, you've got to be able to prove, um, you know, a dependent adult as well. And so we had to, we helped him go through that process, um, you know, put together a great portfolio and sent it off to the IRS. A couple months went by. It normally takes them a little while to get back to you. I think it was a little bit less than three months that went by. And, you know, we got a phone call um, back from this client. And the change in his demeanor from the first time he called us um, to when he called us back that time and the problem had been resolved and he got the letter back from the IRS, it was just, it was really cool to see. Yeah. You know, to see someone that came to us um, that was so stressed and so scared and in, in a position that he felt like he couldn't handle on his own. Um, and then at the end to, to see I me mean, just him being so confident and so thankful, mm-hmm. you know, just a complete 180 um, yeah. from, from that first call, you know, it just, it's one that stands out to me because it was really a great embodiment of what we strive to do every day, you know, is take people that are in difficult situations and provide, you know, the best outcome we possibly can. Uh, for the situation that they're in. Yeah, that's a great story. And and you know what? You, you touch on a point that I think we all overlook pretty often, which is, you know, even taxes are scary for a lot of people. And when you're able to help them out, get their taxes done, and you spin that computer screen around and show them that real big number on the refund, and their face just lights up, mm-hmm. you know? And then you cut them that check and and you know, they tell you what they're going to do with it, whatever their big plans are. They're going to, they're going to pay off some debt. They're going to, you know, finally buy that engagement ring they've been waiting to buy. Mm-hmm. Those are some real great stories. And it's, I, I appreciate you reminding us about that because that's something important to keep in, the, in, in your mind is that you're still helping people. It's not just about making money. You are really helping people. You're getting them usually the biggest paycheck of the year. Right. It, that's, you know, that should be at the heart of this. Yeah, and it is. And we get so busy, we lose sight of that a lot of times. Right. Uh, and so it's cool. That that story, I think about it sometimes, and it helps remind me, like, we can do, 
you know, the work that we do can be so valuable um, yeah. to people that we work with. Absolutely. Yeah. Just keep that in mind and like, you know, the middle of uh, February when things are going crazy, <laughs> just remind yourself of that story. Right, right. Yep. That's awesome, man. Well, I really want to thank you for coming on today. It's been an awesome chat. It really shared a lot of value with everybody, gone over some stuff that even I didn't know about audit protection and, and audit assistance. So really thanks from, from me and all our listeners. Yeah, and, and thanks for having me. And I really, it was an enjoyable time. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to talk about some of that stuff. And uh, it's great to, great to hear you talking about some of these things to help businesses. Um, you know, because a, a lot of times you start a business, you feel like you're out on your own. And uh, to have some resources like this to, to provide some insight and some, some value into what other folks are doing is, is extremely valuable. So thanks, thanks for thanks for having me and thanks for having this. Appreciate that. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, uh, how can they do that? A couple ways. Um, our website, you know, is is a pretty easy way to to learn more about us and get in touch with us, and that's taxprotectionplus.com. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also welcome to call us or email us. Um, that information is there. We try to make it simple. It's you know, taxprotectionplus.com is is the end of it, and so mm-hmm. you can email sales or cases. Um, or somebody's name at taxprotectionplus.com, you know, or you can, you can call us and, you know, we recently, we recently remembered that our, our phone number, it's 866-94-AUDIT. You know, for, for a while we, we kind of got away from telling folks that, but it's a helpful thing to remember. So. Nice. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for coming on today and, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. Well, thanks Ian. Have a great day. See ya. All right, guys, that was a really informative chat with my buddy Brady. It really enforces something we end up going over pretty much every episode, and that is adding services to your business so that you can solve problems for your customers. And that creates a much more loyal client and increases the touch points, as Brady calls them. Now, if you're planning to attend the Orlando IRS Forum on September 11th to the 13th, be sure to look me up. Uh, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. Shout me out, and, uh, and let's set a time to chat. Uh, Also, be sure to stop by the TaxPro VIP Lounge. It's going to be an awesome event, a lot of fun. Like I mentioned earlier, there's going to be prizes, snacks, great opportunity to network with other professionals and uh, and industry professionals as well. Now, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at taxindustrytalk at gmail.com or you can find us on all social media by searching Tax Industry Talk. If you like what you heard today, please go on the iTunes store and give us a good review. Uh, It only takes a minute, but it really means a lot for the show. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk again soon.